This episode of the Everything is Marketing podcast brought to you by the MLive Media Group online at mlivemediagroup.com. They bring you mornings at MLive that you can enjoy on YouTube. They, of course, bring you this fabulous podcast that you can get on iTunes, Stitcher, and my favorite, Overcast. In fact, if you're looking for a podcast player, that is hands down my favorite. Um, and it's worth the five bucks to invest in the cellular download so that you can have podcasts everywhere you go. Not so much a commercial for them. I just find them to be the uh, best podcast out at this point. That said, before we actually get into the podcast, uh, be on the lookout for Apple as they make their announcement on Monday about the Apple Watch. That maybe some changes to the podcast algorithm of stuff that they're learning from the Beats model, uh, the Beats music model, that they could be starting to suggest podcasts, the podcasts, excuse me, that you might be into. And once the suggestion model shows up, as I've said before, that might be an interesting thing to move back to the iTunes uh, podcast model as opposed to Overcast. But for now, I'm all in on Overcast. Episode 31 starts now. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing Podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. All right, hope you are enjoying Saturday. It's been a glorious, glorious Saturday. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll get you going with the podcast so that you can enjoy your day and perhaps do some uh, weekend marketing. We talk about it a lot here that today is the perfect day to put some new content out. Not so much because you're going to get hundreds of thousands of millions of clicks because clicks and likes don't matter. It's the engagement that you get on the end that you might get some better engagement or new people might stumble in and go, oh, I, I didn't know you did a podcast or I didn't know you knit sweaters for cats or I didn't know that you juggled hamsters or whatever it is that you do for content, they might find out if you put it up on a day that they're kind of uh, willing to break their habits. And today being Saturday is a day that they're going to break their habits. So put something up today, put a video up, uh, write a blog post, check out medium. Medium is uh, doing some amazing stuff and I I'm loving the curated emails that they put out. I think, um, that's my new favorite thing. As much as I'm not a fan of email in the work sense, because I feel it's something that people use to constantly bombard you with questions to kind of uh, CYA. If you know what I'm talking about, the, the um, curated emails that I'm getting from Jason Hershorn and the uh, Media Redefined email, the email I get from Seth Godin, the email I get from Scrim, uh, what I get from Vox, and what I get from Medium, I'm finding all of those to be very, very fulfilling and a great model. So if you're looking to uh, mess around with subscriptions and what an email database or a CRM database should look like, that is something that you should be checking out. So again, Sign up for Medium and start writing. Uh, check out Vox. Check out Skim. Check out uh, Media Redefined. All of those curate an email list and send it to you on a daily basis so you can pour through the content so that you don't have to spend all of your day clicking around on the internet. Speaking of clicking around on the internet, something uh, peculiar I saw this week, and I, I just wanted to talk about it for a second and not necessarily say that it's wrong, but say that I don't understand what it is that you're doing. I've seen a couple people taking their own snaps that they do on Snapchat and then putting them on Instagram. And I want to say right now, I don't understand why you're doing that. Two different mediums used in two different ways. Uh, snaps are supposed to be instantaneous communication that happens between you and another person or you in a story mode and then disappears in the uh, sake of discovery. If you're playing around with discover, um, you know that those stories live for 24 hours and disappear and then get repopulated in some way, shape, or form. And so if all of that stuff is expiring and those brands aren't putting their Discover content onto uh, Instagram, I, I don't know why you want to put your snaps on 
Instagram. And specifically, some of the people that I know that are putting them up there are putting them up sideways. So if you're one of those people like myself who wants to rip your hair out when that person films an iPhone video with the phone straight up and down as opposed to horizontally, uh, same sort of thing. You see people that put text on their snap, take a screenshot of it, and it ends up on Instagram so that the text goes up and down as opposed to left to right. I've said this a million times. You have to respect the platform that you're on and deal with the platform in the way that it wants to be dealt with. And I don't think... It's a very productive use of your time or your followers' time for you to take the same stuff that's on Snapchat and move it to Instagram. If it's that witty, and maybe it is and maybe it isn't, redo it in a different manner on Instagram in something that looks great on Instagram. Snapchat is a very raw social medium that you just put stuff up, you draw funny circles around your eyes and make classes and type text or whatever you're doing. Um, Discover, obviously, is much glossier than what normal users use on Snapchat, but by and large, Snapchat is a very, very raw medium. Uh, Instagram is supposed to be glossy, fantastic photos of stuff that's going on in your world, and you see that people who are taking the time to make artistic pieces on Instagram get a lot of followers and get people to follow them along. People that just put stuff up, put uh, photos of themselves, selfies all day long, those people maybe not so much in the follower department. Uh, same sort of thing here. If you're taking your snaps, screenshotting yourself, whatever you're doing that, and then moving them to Instagram, you're – I really think you're missing an opportunity. People follow you on all these different mediums to get different messages. Uh, pretend that you're NBC and you're running uh, a network. They're not running the same – you can make this argument, but we're not going to do that right now. You, they're not running the same show over and over and over and over again. Each different slot of a half hour or an hour is a different piece of content. Picture your personal brand as your own network. The stuff that you put on Snapchat should be different than the stuff that you put on Instagram, which should be different than the stuff you put on Facebook, which should be different than the stuff you put on Twitter. So there's a reason I follow you on all the platforms. If you run Hootsuite and you put everything into Hootsuite and hit send and it all goes to the same place all at the same time to end up on all of the different networks, I only need to follow you on one because you only have one rolling around as one piece of content that is rolling around on all the platforms. Um, the caveat to that would be if you are looking for the right hook, you're looking for the sell, you've got a blog post you want to push out, a podcast you want to push out, those things can end up on all of the platforms. You have to tell the story differently, though. So you can't, you, you should not, again, go to Hootsuite and go, I have a podcast, send to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can't do that. You have to tell a different story on all of those platforms to get people to consume the uh, content. And one more thing, since we're talking about NBC, we'll talk about TV for a second. There is a new show on Netflix as of Thursday night, I believe, called The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. It's about a uh, woman who was kept in a cult, rescued, and then attempts to live her life in New York. It was written by Tina Fey, and I bring this up to you because I find the story about it very, very interesting. It was, again, one of those shows that was supposed to end up on network TV, M uh, NBC to be specific. And NBC passed on it, not because they didn't like it, but because they felt it didn't have have the mainstream appeal. I was listening to a TV critic explain it. So uh, what happens with a show like this or a show like 30 Rock is that critics love it and a small majority of people love it, but it doesn't have the breadth and width of a mass medium piece of content like a Modern Family does. And that's what networks like NBC are looking for these days. They're looking for things like 
Modern Family or things like The Big Bang Theory or things like How I Met Your Mother. Uh, They're not necessarily looking for Parks and Rec, which uh, obviously just ended, or Community, which now has a new life on uh, the Yahoo streaming service. You're seeing these niche programming programming ending up on um, streaming services. And this model, to me, is going to be really, really interesting because things like Netflix doesn't – they don't need – they make money. They just make it in a different way. So they don't need um, to make – 30-second Super Bowl ads that go for $4 million to cover the cost of the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. They have obviously have a uh, number that they have to hit, and if they don't hit that, obviously the show won't get picked back up, but they don't necessarily have the overhead that a network does. So um, seeing shows like this that don't get picked up, I think one is interesting to the models like Hulu and Netflix and the Yahoo streaming service and Amazon Prime. More importantly, I I think it tells an interesting story about where we are in the evolution of TV. I've talked a couple times about the Pew Research Center and the study they did last year, I believe October, about millennials and television consumption. It's widely thought that they just don't want to watch TV, and that is not true. They are actually willing to pay for TV, but they want to pay for TV on the way and in the way in which they want to watch the TV. So things like the HBO service, which is going to be 15 bucks a month when you're not connected to a cable service, that is what millennials are looking for. They want to watch Game of Thrones whenever they want to, and they don't need to be shackled to a television Television and by television, I mean um, a, a subscriber base. So uh, Comcast, Directv, Xfinity. They don't. They don't want to be tied to that stuff. They want to be able to be nimble. So they want it more like um, the WWE Network or UFC Fight Pass, where you can watch it on your tablet, you can watch it on your phone, you can watch it on your Xbox, and you can do it for nine bucks a month and consume whatever you want. That's what they're looking for. That, of course, is the model of Netflix. So if you've got some time this week, make sure you check out the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt because number one, uh, Tina Fey's writing is just spot on and it's another uh, killer comedy. So if you're looking for a sitcom that um, is along the lines of 30 Rock or Community or Parks and Rec, it is uh, highly recommended. But an interesting model to keep an eye on that these shows are going to networks and networks are going, nah, it's just, it's just not big enough. Um, and it's, it's the battleship uh, analogy, right? They, they're this big, huge behemoth that needs to work and move in a specific direction and it's hard for them to turn very quickly. And podcasting and Netflix and streaming services act more like the little tiny boat that's just floating around and changing on a dime and doing what needs to be done in order to go market to where people are being marketed to or looking for things to consume. So do that today. Have a kick-ass Saturday. We will talk to you perhaps tomorrow. Maybe you'll get another one tomorrow. It's the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulkerin. Happy Saturday.